Good morning, people. Larry here from the Daily Alarm. Hope you're well today. You know, it's really annoying uh, on iPhone. I don't know whether it's the same with Android. Don't have an Android. And when you're using Anchor, that they link the record function to the camera. You know, when you lift it to your head, the camera, there's a light sensor in there. And the light sensor reads the light. So in other words, when you put it to your head, it gets dark, it triggers uh, the recording to start. And that's a bit annoying because when you're trying to manipulate the phone in your hand, the, the blooming record function starts and that's, it's, it's a little bit annoying. Anyway, not to rant on about it. Just got my coffee from uh, one of the best little coffee shops on my side of the city, Love Supreme on Manor Street. Stony Batter. Stony Batter is uh, the old route out of Dublin, out of Dublin city. Uh, it's a kind of anglicisation, uh, anglicisation. <laughs> Of, uh, of another word, but anyway, Stony Batter, it's the Stony Road, out of Dublin, heading north, and uh, it's a nice little place, eclectic, insofar as you've got the old Arbor Hill prison there, you've got uh, a load of boozers where lots of socially deprived people hang out, There's, plenty of drug addicts around the area there's some social housing around there too but at the same time you've got this bohemian culture um, bohemian types artistic people creatives uh, making stuff and hanging out and open cafes and stuff it's a funny little mix but uh, I like it you know and it's not too far from me maybe five minutes drive down the road towards the city it's on the outskirts of the city, like literally, it you could say it is the city. But uh, anyway, that's Stony Batter. I like it. So anyway, I was thinking this morning as, uh, as I drove into town, the nature of uh, relationships. I've been thinking about this a little bit recently and uh, I've got to watch now, I don't misnavigate my route here I've got my phone hanging out of the kind of sun visor at the moment with the record function on and when I go over a ramp the phone swings wildly <laughs> and I think it's going to come down and hit me in the face so this is not an ideal um, situation anyway as I record so I hope I'm going the right way here. Anyway, relationship. Um, and in particular, this business I'm in, whereby I work with all kinds of people. I work with, uh, I work with clients directly. I work with uh, other contractors. Sometimes I subcontract, but it depends really on um, a number of factors. And they all come together under the guise of how I feel about it. 
and if I don't feel good about it, I don't do it. Uh, there's also the question of margin, whether I can make money at it. Because essentially when you're working for a, for a subcontractor, or for a main contractor or a principal, that's the arrangement you enter, uh, you don't make as much money. And also, it should be said that you don't have the level of control and you don't have the level of direction you would otherwise have if you were working direct with the client. You don't have a lot of things. You don't have creative influence on how the work is done and technical influence. You might have some technical influence, but by and large, uh, you're not running the job. You can't manage the job, although sometimes you're asked to manage the job, even though you're not getting paid for it. Um, so, sometimes when, you, when you're asked to do work, and I'll explain, um, where was I? That's the trouble when you record on Anchor. Uh, you only get five minutes to record using the phone. And then you have to stitch the pieces together. So, uh, you invariably lose where you were. And I'm not interested in listening to that five-minute segment again just to find out where I finished. But I was on the subject of um, working relationships. And uh, when it's clean, it's good, you know. When, you've got, when you come in at the start and uh, you've got some influence over how things are, are designed and set up and you can control the job. And when you're working direct for the client, it's, uh, it's good for everybody, especially when you're as fucking anal as I am about doing the job right, doing it proper. Anal is the wrong word. That's my psychology mind coming in now. Anal is the wrong word. Particular. Fucking perfectionist. Um, that's probably more accurate. Although, to call yourself a perfectionist, for me to call myself a perfectionist, shit, that was my turn. Um, might come across as being a little bit... Uh, uh, I don't know, self-righteous or something, I don't know. Anyway, that's what I am. I'm very particular about the work that I do and how it's done. I'm the same in the kitchen. So anyway, uh, when, um, when, you, when you get in in the early stages before anything is designed or thought through, you have an influence and you can, can steer the ship a little bit. And uh, I like being at the front of the ship, steering the ship. Uh, and everyone else working for me because then I know that the job is done right. I don't like subbing off someone else because someone else has control and you're being asked to do stuff that you wouldn't normally do um, and you don't get as much margin and all that sort of stuff. So there's a couple of jobs recently where someone has asked me to come in and, and sort something out or pick up the ball where someone else has left it. And uh, you know what? As much as I'd love to do that, uh, I can't... I just can't. And uh, some people don't understand that. They just think that, you know, you can pick up where someone else left off. And there's a whole myriad of stuff comes into play, like the relationship between the, the principal and and, uh, and the client, what's gone before, the supplier. Uh, and there's always, there's always baggage when you come in, try and clean up other people's shit, you know? Because there's an urgency to get the thing done, there's, there's a little bit of frustration on everyone's part that it hasn't gone well. So you come in and all of a sudden you're expected to adopt that. You're expected to jump in with two feet and just get it done, you know. And it's just bad for everybody. It's bad for you. It's bad for the job. It's bad for the client. People who were there before should just fuck off and let 
someone new come in and do it, whether that's myself or somebody else, and do it direct. Um, I've got a couple of jobs like that, and I've had to stop uh, and reevaluate because you have this uh, this anxiety that creeps in on the part of the people that you're working for, and you can't adopt that. You just can't because if you do, if you take it on, if you take it on board, it's gonna. You just get sucked into that crappy uh, situation and it's impossible for you to do any any way reasonable job so um, I have two situations like that at the moment and uh, I've just got a I've just got a stonewall everybody involved and say no if you want me this is how it works and um, this is how it's got to work and uh, I'll give you the result at the end if you do it my way so that's really what I want to talk about, or what I well I've, I've spoken about it, haven't I? So if you want me, you do it my way, or else find somebody else, and that's it. The customer is not always right. In fact, they're rarely right. When it comes to the technical aspects of what I do for pounds and shillings and pence, I'm right. And uh, if you don't want me, if you don't want my expertise and my experience, 30 years now in this business. Well then, um, we part company. It's as simple as that. And it has to be that way. There's no other way. Um, I'm a bit of a bollocks that way. But <laughs> I have to be. And you'll get the benefit of it in the end. You know? That's the truth of it. So, just wanted to get that off my old chest today. Share that with you. I don't know whether you experience that in your game, but um, I do. Anyway, I'll talk to you later. I've been very slow to engage with people on Anchor in the last uh, probably week or so, maybe even more. Too much on, too much going on. It takes a lot of time engaging with people on Anchor. It's uh, it's worth it because when you do, your listens shoot up and your engagement shoots up. Uh, right now in terms of stats on Anchor, the stats that we get in any case, I get about maybe 20 to 50 listens a day. Um but when I'm engaged with people and I'm I'm listening to people's stuff and I'm sharing stuff and I'm calling in and stuff like that, you could be talking um, 300, 250, 300 listens a day. So it does pay. However, life is what it is and that's it. Um, I have a few call-ins to share with you. Um, and apologies uh, to Positive Vibes and Boss Babe Philosophy for delaying getting these out. Uh, but, you know, Sinead, that's the way it goes. Uh, but here we go. Uh, thanks, guys, for calling in. Uh, much appreciated indeed. Hi there, it's Jen from Boss Babe Philosophy. I just came across your station and I just love your voice and your accent. And I want to ask what accent it is because I feel so like I know what it is, but I'm so bad with accents. And I want to say it's Irish, but I'm really scared that you're going to be Scottish or something and then be really bad at me. So please don't. Hey, the Daily Lar, positive vibes here, my friend. I'm just checking out your segments right now, and I have to say I'm really enjoying it. I'm not done as of yet. Uh, pretty much about the parenting. Um, it's something I know I've worked on. Um, I don't have kids, and I think that sort of helped me um, how I deal with my nieces, my nephew, you know, uh, primarily, I guess. Just being able to sort of step back and look at how maybe parenting is done and how I am uh, reacting, you know, the words I'm saying and things of that nature. Um, 
and not just, you know, focusing on it for minutes or hours or days, but actually making a conscious effort um, to be the type of, let's say in my case, the uncle that I want to be towards them. Uh, but I just have to say I'm really thankful that you shared this because, um, like I said, it was, it's really interesting hearing your thoughts and your views and what you wrote. And I'm looking forward to uh, finishing it off right now. So, overriding message for self today. Overriding realization so far at the early hours of the morning. It is, well, mid-morning. Don't get sucked into other people's shit because uh, it's just bad for the soul, you know? Evening, folks. It's evening here. Might be morning where you are. Larry here from the Daily Larb. I was listening to an audio clip on uh, Facebook earlier from Bernie Sanders. He was talking about the Panama Papers, this document that was released, I don't know, was it last year? Where um, all the major, all the major, major money people in the world were, were outed. Not, I suppose, a lot of people knew, but the general public didn't really, I suppose, know. And maybe don't, still don't know or maybe choose not to know but uh, it's no surprise um, what came out in those papers or what is alleged to have come out in those papers I haven't read it so I can't say it for certain but I'm listening to some of the stuff that's coming out and all the big money people around the world harbour their their few bob um, massive billions of dollars trillions of dollars uh, in offshore accounts tax havens and uh, all the big money people do it and clever accounting allows people to do that um, and um, at the expense of ordinary people who don't know any better and these guys uh, it happens here in my country too albeit at a smaller level these guys finance political parties and they are part of these political parties they are uh, a lot of them run for um, election and uh, part of whatever political structure you have in your country um, a lot of politicians are business people and um, I think there's a problem with that um, I think there's a problem with it because invariably they will look after their own business interests at the expense of other people and uh, it becomes insidious and um, that's what it has happened uh, it's it's everywhere like politics is poisoned by people with self-interest they'll um, they'll do whatever is necessary to uphold the ethos and the integrity of their own institution or organization at the expense of the people. They'll say whatever they need to say, they'll promise whatever they need to promise to get elected. And once they are, they'll do their own thing. And they say, oh, they just shrug their shoulders and say, yeah, whatever. And they look after themselves, you know, people in uh, elite levels of uh, law and education and um, politics and finance. They all rub shoulders with each other. They drink in the same bars, they hang out at the same clubs, they fuck the same whores. Uh, it's mostly men. Uh, and any of the women who are involved in this type of stuff are, <laughs> I would say, if you drop the hand, they probably got a set of balls on them as well. So it's all very masculine and it's all very, uh, you know, closed shop. Uh, I see it here in this country, albeit from the outside, when it comes to politics. Uh, it's a big boys club. Uh, that's what it is. They look after themselves. And um, people, us people, we are really quite stupid because we put up with this over and over and over and over again. We elect the same people or we elect their cohort and uh, on it goes. And I think that these wankers are 
an expression of the general psyche of the population. And we keep getting the same shit until we change, you know? I think they're a perfect reflection of our willingness, our unwillingness to really stand up and uh, assert our own authority and our own responsibility for ourselves, you know? It's a, it's a shame because um, we just, what we're seeing now, um, especially in the States, you've got a new finance bill or whatever it is coming in, it means that Americans will be paying, the middle ground Americans will be paying more tax. That's the same here too. They'll do whatever they can get away with. In fact, here, um, things, they tried to bring in water charges and uh, it was it was a big, big problem here and a lot of people stood up and said no and eventually it was overturned and uh, that's what needs to happen, you know. People need to just get out on the street and uh, until you're motivated enough to do it, you won't. And until masses of people uh, protest, and I don't mean burn things down and, and start a riot, but until until they until they do, until we do, things will will not change. Uh, I think, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe things could change without a riot. I'd like to think they could, but uh, until we change, we keep we stay we keep getting the same shit, you know. So uh, it's like a. It's like an alcoholic, you know, keep going to the drink. To me, anyway, that's what it's like. From the people who brought you the Panama Papers. It's not been a great week. It's almost like being uh, accused of or something. A brand new investigation into the tax lives of the rich and famous. This week, we'll reveal the offshore secrets of politicians, sports stars, celebrities, global royalty, and some of the world's biggest companies. They all make use of offshore paradise islands to keep their riches secret. Mainly, it's to avoid tax. But offshore islands have been used to bust international sanctions, to hide compromising financial relationships, and even to pay school fees. A massive document leak shows the respected offshore law firm Appleby is assisting wealthy individuals to avoid millions of pounds in tax. Its experts will exploit loopholes to set up complex layers of company structures in tiny tropical islands. By placing valuable assets like luxury homes, private jets, yachts and trust funds into offshore companies, money can be funneled into the places that charge zero tax and ask few questions. Now this kind of service doesn't come cheap and while hiding money offshore is not illegal you need lawyers and accountants willing to push the limits of every tax law and lobbyists to keep politicians from getting too nosy. But when the lid comes off the ramifications can be huge. As we unveil the faces behind some of the most secretive schemes, it might emerge there are some things even money can't buy. Can you believe that they have 20,000 corporations right in that building, five-story building? Of course, they don't have 20,000 corporations in that building. It's all a fraud. 
A group of investigative journalists released over 13 million files known as the Paradise Papers, exposing just how bad this situation has become. These papers show how a handful of oligarchs in the United States and throughout the world get richer, much richer, by hiding their wealth and profits offshore to avoid paying their fair share of taxes. You know, it's a funny thing. All of these American billionaires, they love the military and they love the veterans and they love schools and they love infrastructure, but they don't want to pay anything to maintain those institutions. They want you to pay. So they love the military, but it's your job to pay taxes to support the military, not them. The list of individuals involved in the Paradise Papers include billionaires like the Koch brothers, Sheldon Adelson, Carl Icahn, and Robert Mercer. And these are guys, by the way, while they're busy shielding their money from taxation, apparently have many, many hundreds of millions of dollars to spend on campaigns to elect right-wing extremists who will protect the wealthy and the powerful. They can't pay taxes but they do have a lot of money to spend in politics. It also includes such large financial institutions such as Wells Fargo, Citigroup, and Bank of America. Corporations like Apple, Nike, and ExxonMobil. And shock of all shocks, and I know you're really gonna be shocked to hear this, it includes members of the Trump administration like Secretary of State Rex Tillerson, Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross, Chief Economic Advisor Gary Cohn, and Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin. Offshore tax evasion is a major problem not just for the United States, but for governments throughout the world. We must take action now to put an end to this socially damaging an extortionately costly scandal. In 2012, the Tax Justice Network released a statement and a report that is absolutely incredible. And in that report, they estimated that at least $21 trillion is being stashed in offshore tax havens all over the world. The situation has become so absurd that one five-story office building in the Cayman Islands is now the home of nearly 20,000 corporations. So that's the building that's right behind me. These corporations are using that address in the Cayman Islands in order to avoid taxes. In the United States, offshore tax evasion costs our government about $160 billion in lost revenue each and every year. That's money that could go to rebuild our crumbling infrastructure and create some 15 million good-paying jobs. That's money that in a competitive global economy could be used to make public colleges and universities tuition-free. That's money that could be used to provide high-quality, universal pre-K and child care to every infant, toddler, and young child in our country. Now, I find it funny, certainly not surprising, that instead of trying to crack down on offshore tax schemes, Trump and the Republicans in Congress are working overtime to pass legislation that would make this very bad situation even worse. So I, I wanted to play those couple of clips, not because I think we should revolt and bring the houses down but because i just think and i think i said it earlier um that we're really a quite stupid bunch of people most of us under the bell curve and um what do you do well for me you just got to change your idea of who you think you are and who and what the world is in relationship to you and 
why you need somebody to lead you, why you need a government. You need a, you need not a government to govern. No, you need a system of devoted citizens who have the interests of the whole at heart and not self-interest. Because what we've got currently in politics are a bunch of politicians who play this secret game amongst themselves whereby they tell us one thing and they do something else. And uh, we all know it, don't we? I mean, surely we know it. There are those who are a little bit more uh, genuine and have got the interests of the ma- the mass majority at heart, but they're few and far between. Because once you join politics, you get sucked into this uh, secret boys club and you become uh, assimilated, like the Borg, you know? Have you ever seen Star Trek? The Borg assimilated every species they met into their own species. You were you were sucked in, became part of the whole. Anyway, um I wanted to share those clips because it's remarkable to me how stupid we are that we we just allow these things to continue. Is it a time is it the time uh, in our existence where this is inevitable? I think so. Will we grow out of it? I think so. But like I've said before in a couple of recent articles, Sunday Letters as well, maybe you know, previous pre- previous episodes you might have caught it. I think the human race, um, as we currently know it, is near the point of expiration. And we're due, we're due a correction. That's my opinion. And uh, we can only be stupid for so long. But, um, I don't know, It's a, maybe at some point... Those who, let's say, take advantage of financial structures and and, uh, tools to uh, stash away their cash and who create laws, uh, tax laws and other laws to favour themselves and and burden the mass mass majority to uh, pay the bills that need to be paid. Maybe they'll um, be like the farmer and the golden goose and maybe they'll sacrifice the golden goose and they'll have no more gold. Um, no more golden eggs and for them we're the golden goose because we're putting money in their pocket every time we vote for their politicians because when you vote for politicians these days that's what you're voting for you're voting for business interests not the interests of the people so it's an interesting subject I think it's inevitable that this is how our society will play out I don't think we can do anything about it overnight but there will come a point where the majority of people just say no more and that might be a riot, that might be several riots, it might be an uprising, it might be a quiet revolution, it might, I don't know what way it'll play out, who knows. But one thing is for sure, we certainly have to fucking wake up, you know, because we don't. We continue to get rowed and we continue to give out about it and uh, nothing really ever happens because we're just too stupid to really do something about it, you know. It's like... It's like uh, it's like an alcoholic is compelled to go to the bar, or or a, a nicotine addict who's compelled to smoke, or uh, the crack addict who's compare, compelled to do crack, or um, the guy who's addicted to sugar, or the girl who's addicted to shopping, or it's like 
you have this drive you don't even know what it's about and i think on mass the psyche of the the majority of people in this world in this western society that we live are uh, addicted you know don't know what's going on we've no awareness you know anyway if you've been listening to this on itunes and or google play or spreaker or some other platform i recorded this podcast episode number 49 with anchor uh, anchor.fm forward slash the larb you check out more of my stuff more of other people's stuff and when you sign up you can build your own station you can talk about stuff that interests you you can listen to other shows and all that kind of stuff um and generally i record here every day uh, sharing thoughts and ideas and stuff and uh, maybe maybe you like what you hear if you do you can catch more of my stuff over at larrygmaguire.com when you get over there if you're an artist or creative type i've got a free book for you it's called the artist manifesto it's about 30 pages long and um, i'm going to do a print version too for sale uh, at some stage in the new year early in the new year i've got an idea for that hopefully this one will stay hot i don't drop it too quick anyway uh com. that's where you'll get the podcast you'll get my articles uh, i usually do well i do one every sunday i also do the odd one in the middle of the week as well there's about 120 articles in there you can choose to read and uh thanks for listening in uh, this was episode 49 tomorrow is uh, a, sig- a significant milestone in the daily larb uh, podcast because it's episode 50 so uh i don't know whether it'll be something special there or not Uh, probably not it'll just be me banging on as usual so uh, thanks for listening in and uh, be sure to check out the artist manifesto larrygmaguire.com alright have a good day have a good evening whatever talk to you tomorrow good luck